0: Yo, this is Steve Bloom, the voice of Zeb in Star Wars Rebels. And you are listening to Star Wars Bookworms. Even men like Talon Card occasionally make mistakes. This is the Chimera.
1: Launch the attack.
0: Time to go to work. You won't let me get killed, will you? Is that what I was supposed to be doing here? I should have brought my lightsaber. So what weekend of Star Wars weekends are you going to, Teresa?
1: I'm not going to Star Wars Weekends, jerk.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Neither am I. (laughs) I'm sad with you.
1: Well, I've heard there are some pretty cool things like glowy X-Wings and Falcons that they put on the side of your glass.
0: The side of your glass for, like, beverages?
1: Yeah, they've got, like, a little clip on the back and you put them on the side of your cup and you have, like, a glowing X-Wing or a glowing Millennium Falcon.
0: Ooh, I want a glowy X-Wing.
1: Well, they had glowy um, Death Stars last year, and I have one of those. Ah, uh, but I think you missed it. No, I, don't I think missed you it. Got it.
0: I got a glowing cube.
1: Well, you—that's because you didn't get your drink from Admiral Akbar Snack Bar.
0: I did not. I did not. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Last week was um, when Vanessa was there, Memorial Day weekend, and I realized that. The past two Memorial Day weekend years, past two years, I've been at a Disney park. So last year I was at Disney World, and the year before that I was at Disneyland for my brother-in-law's wedding. So...
0: You broke the streak.
1: I did, and it sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Bad. It sucks bad.
0: Yeah, probably because of going to Star Wars Celebration. I wasn't able to go to Star Wars Weekends this year, but... I don't know. I, I definitely want to get back there, but yeah, it's hard to see all everybody's updates and all the people that we know that are down there. It's kind of like, oh, you want to follow along, but at the same time, it's really depressing.
1: But we're not here to talk about Disney parks. We're, we're here to, to talk, s- about talk about Star, about Star Wars,
0: Wars, Wars books. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this is episode 42. Holy moly. 42. Wow. It seems like only the other day we were on episode 40 in Anaheim. It's been a while now. Does that make you sad? It's been over a month. We waited like two years for Star Wars Celebration, and now it's like a month afterwards, and it's like, what do I have to live for anymore?
0: (laughs) We could always go back to Star Wars Celebration next year.
1: In London?
0: And hopefully they'll have a podcast stage again, so we'll have a really good excuse to go out there.
1: Do we have to pretend to be British and talk with British accents?
0: I would totally do that with you.
1: I'm not any good. (laughs) Me neither.
0: It would be hilarious.
1: Yeah, we'd be booed off the stage with, like, words we don't know.
0: You mean in the actual podcast? (laughs) No, I would not do that. I thought you meant just, like, on the street.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) No. So, what's going on with our book club? I've been too busy with teaching and stuff to be involved.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about our book club the other day and how it's kind of outlived us or outgrown us. 'Cause like I was trying to catch up on all the conversations going on over there and I was like, I am completely out of the loop on our own book club. Like people are just talking like non stop about Lords of the Sith, which is the book that we're covering for the month of May. And I actually haven't even started reading Lords of the Sith yet, which I really want to, but I'm honestly I'm still trying to finish Air of the Jedi.
1: I haven't started Air of the Jedi. Oh my god.
0: So so Bravo to everyone over there in the book club that's keeping up with these books better than we are, but uh, there actually is a lot of discussion going on over there at our Goodreads book club, so if you are reading Lords of the Sith or want to read it, or have already finished reading it, um, head on over to the uh, Goodreads page for Star Wars Bookworms, and there's a lot of conversation going on over there.
1: So let's see, when Dark Disciple comes out in July, so that cannot be a June book.
0: Right. So we'll have time for one more novel between this one and Dark Disciple. So
1: Ooh, something new that I've never read, maybe. Anyway, there's a lot of those.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we'll probably do similar what to what we usually do. We'll you know, maybe throw out a few titles uh out there for people to vote on, get some suggestions on what people would like to read, and then we'll Darth pick Bane. Darth Bane Path of Destruction?
1: Yeah. That could be a good one. That's a good one.
0: So we can put a Decision few made. Decision just made. Kidding. You already... <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. We're not putting it out for a vote. No, but just kidding. we... Yeah, we'll, we'll discuss it and we will have a book ready for uh, the beginning of June and we'll get that uh, started. So I know a lot of people were saying, they were like, oh, you guys are only doing the new novels. Um, no, we're going to go back and do some of the Legends novels as well. We just... Now we found the time to do it. We have a gap between new novels, so... Yeah, we
1: have, we have a gap. woo Um... So we have several emails, which we don't always get a ton of emails, so I'm pretty excited that in the time since our last show we have a ton. So I'm gonna start with this first one. It says Hey bookworms, do you see that or did you see that over five hundred Star Wars comics were recently added to the Marvel Unlimited app? For a budget minded fan like me, this is a great way for me to be able to read lots of the comics under the Legends banner. Dink Dink Legends. That's bunny ear fingers. What's that called? Quotey fingers?
0: Quotey fingers? I don't yeah. know.
1: Bunny ear fingers.
0: <laughs> I think quotey fingers would be more recognizable.
1: But it... probably. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to start to explain why bunny ears works and then... never I, mind.
0: <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Yep. It does look like bunny ears.
1: It does, does not it? Yep. All right, so I've been reading the new Marvel comics but had never really gotten into Star Wars comics before now. Could you give fans like me a good starter list of what Star Wars comics of Legends, bunny ears, are worth my time? I've read the Dark Empire collection, but that's it. I look forward to your answer, Jared, from Arkansas. Aaron.
0: You're going to turn that (laughs) one over to me. Um, That is such a tough question because everyone's opinion is so different on what comics are worth reading. I can tell you which ones I would recommend – but I guarantee you other people would give you completely different titles and say the ones I recommend are horrible. Um, but I will give you a couple. I I said, you say that you've already read dark empire and I actually would recommend that one. Um, although a lot of people think they're kind of, kind of goofy. Um, some of those first dark horse comics that came out are some of my favorites. So I would also recommend the, uh, tales of the Jedi comics, which are from about that same time period as dark empire was. Um, Kind of an older school style art, but it tells kind of the old republic uh story of the Jedi and the Sith before even like Ni- knights of the Old Republic came out as a video game. This is kinda of, like pre that. So you've never uh,
1: told me about these existing comics.
0: They're awesome. I would yeah, they're really cool comics. Uh if you've ever heard of the characters yeah. Ulik Queldroma or um Nomi Sunrider?
1: <laughs> Nomi nope. Sunrider?
0: No, never heard of it. <laughs> Exar No, <laughs> these are all what? these are all Jedi that are um, you know from like that ancient Jedi era. And uh... who's a
1: Nomi Sunrider? That sounds like a unicorn name.
0: No, it's. A... I am
1: Nomi Sunrider. It sounds like a pony name.
0: Nomi Sunrider. Yeah, it does what sound. Would like her, a pony what name.
1: would name. what would her cutie mark look like? Cutie like mark? a sun with like a surfboard on top.
0: No, it would be a green lightsaber.
1: No, she can't have a green lightsaber.
0: You can't. Make Not rules. a cutie mark.
1: Your cutie mark has. Never mind. Another show.
0: You don't make the cutie mark rules. So yeah, so these Jedi, like how did we get from Knights or Tales of the Jedi to I, I my was little just sitting pony.
1: there with I was sitting there with my mouth open going, I guess they don't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yes, uh, I would recommend the Tales of the Jedi comics. I would also recommend the Republic comic series, uh, which covers a lot of the stuff from the Clone Wars era before the the television shows came out. Um I think that's a good that's a good starting list, I'd say. Pick up Tales of the Jedi and Republic. That's what I would recommend, Jared.
1: You're up, sir.
0: Alright, so this next email is from Matt and it says Hey guys, I met you at your Celebration Podcast and am now a fan. Aaron, I was there when you were asking what line we were all waiting in, and yes, I saw that shocked expression when we said we were waiting for bookworms. <laughs> yes, I very much remember. And I'm trying to visualize the people that I talk to, and I'm wondering if I'm visualizing the right face for you, Matt. Uh, But I do remember kind of the people that were standing around when I asked that question. But um, he continues here, You guys have reinvigorated a desire to go back and read a lot of the Legends books I missed out on, especially in recent years. Looking forward to the Bane books. Anyways, my question is if you guys have ever read The Secret History of Star Wars. One of the topics it covers is Lucas' divorce and the impact it had on him. How different would the EU look right now if we had several more films and we would have been introduced to Luke's real sister? Dot, dot, dot. Smiley face. Take care, Matt from Pomona, California.
1: No idea what you're talking about. Don't know what real sister means in bunny ears. Um, no doubt George Lucas's divorce had an impact on how he went about his film career and what he chose to do. I would imagine any kind of life-altering you know home situation would do that but never heard of it don't know
0: (laughs) and to answer your question matt i have not read the secret history of star wars i'm guessing that you haven't either teresa that's
1: what i said don't know don't know what he's talking about
0: yeah so yeah i haven't (laughs) read it um but you know it's something i definitely like to check out but i think maybe what matt's meaning here is just that if i guess maybe if lucas hadn't have gone through that you know Life event of a divorce that maybe it would have changed the entire face of Star Wars. Um, I don't know what he means by real sister either, but maybe he can clarify that in a in a follow up email.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool.
0: But yeah, it was it was cool. Thanks for coming to our you know show by the way in Anaheim. That was awesome to see so many people show up, and uh, it was cool that you were there, Matt.
1: So next up, okay, um, this is from Martin. He said, listening to the newest podcast from bookworms yes i know this isn't it but this is the email i have for you right now okay so to clarify (laughs) this email was sent to either fangirls going rogue or disney vault talk i don't remember which one and i forwarded it to us on bookworms because i started reading it and i was like this doesn't match this email account oh i understand (laughs) (laughs) you said you said you would like Han Solo to show up on Rebels me not knowing the timeline that good as I'm sure you do wasn't Han more of a bad guy and not in that cool bad guy kind of way that you like so much Teresa (laughs) so I think Aaron likes him more than I do but Han Solo yeah
0: yeah you don't like the cool bad guys you like the bad bad guys
1: Ooh, he's not a bad guy. Han's not a bad guy. He's a smuggler.
0: Yeah, that's what I was saying. He's but... like,
1: he's like just a little bit bad.
0: Right, yeah. I would agree. He's a
1: little iffy. So by him being in Rebel Season 2, um, make would it make him more of a jerk in this time of his life? I hope so. <laughs> You're more gooder with the Star Wars timeline. Yes, you did put gooder. Good hyphen er. It's a word. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it he said okay thanks and love all you do with the mini podcast you're on thanks Martin Akuna um so if he showed up in rebels and he was more of a jerk I would love him more
0: <laughs> really you say. like jerks um
1: <laughs> I just I don't know
0: you would like you know. see but Han is Han like you you would want to see a different characterization for Han like I well, feel like, like we're
1: getting a little bit of a different characterization for Lando too like he's a little not bit different. Much. But, I mean, it's like a little bit. I'm not saying a lot of bit.
0: Well, like he's kind of saying here, uh, he says he doesn't know the timeline that well, so he doesn't know if if Han would be more of a bad guy at this point. Um, The good thing about Rebels is it's part of the new canon, so they're really not beholden to anything that's come before. Uh, So they can really write whatever history they want for Han at this time. I think he'd be probably about about 20 at the time of Rebels. So um he definitely would be old enough to you know show up in the show lando's obviously shown up in the show uh so they could have han in a similar kind of role um but in the legends universe actually at this time he was i think he was like part of the imperial academy and was saving a bunch of wookies really yeah so i think right around right around the time of rebels he is part, you know. He kind of went to the Imperial Academy, um, and then ended up rescuing some Wookiees. Is just how he rescued Chewbacca, which is why Chewbacca owes him a life debt, um, and which is also why he didn't stay in the Imperial Academy. So, I mean, that's the Legends universe. I don't know if they would take any of those elements and put it into Rebels, but I don't know. What do you think, Teresa? Do you think they'll actually use Han Solo in Rebels?
1: I have no idea. Yeah. This is why I don't speculate. Because then people do this, and they bring up things I said in the past.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you said you wanted to see him, so... Um,
1: I guess I did. If I had
0: to make a guess, I'd say he's probably not going to be in Rebels, but it would be interesting if they did put him in there. But I don't think he would be a bad guy, though. My guess is he'd be similar to the Han that we know.
1: I'd like to see more of his smugly side.
0: He's pretty smugly.
1: <laughs> pretty smugly. <laughs> <laughs> We're making up all kinds of
0: words. All right. Last email. Um, let's see. This is not last email, but this close. Is not, okay. <laughs> have another one. So, next email. This is from David, uh, David Motters. And it says, Aaron Teresa, it was very cool to meet you both in Anaheim. Not only were both of you so nice to me, but also my two best friends who came to celebration as well. I am still bummed that I wasn't able to make it to your podcast in Anaheim, but it sounds like I might have not been able to get in per your latest podcast recap of Celebration. Hopefully we can meet again at Star Wars Weekends. I'm going to the first four weekends. Take care, David Motter's, Ocala, Florida. So, yeah, we did meet David, which was awesome, um, because he's emailed us before, and Mm -hmm. so we kind of have been communicating with him through the podcast. So it was really awesome to get to meet him, um, and, yeah, his friends were there with him. Um, He was a lot more into Star Wars than they were, but they were, you know, they were, like, the cool friends that got to... Even though their friend was way more into it, they, they were like, Oh, you know, we'll tag along with you to this this nerdy event. But um
1: Hey, it's geeky.
0: Geeky. Uh, but yeah, so it was it was really cool meeting David.
1: Yeah, and actually, um I have a tweet from him that I actually just got today that said, Come to Star Wars Weekends three, four, or five. I got to meet um at Vanessa Marshall this weekend. You need to be here and he sent me a picture of Vanessa and his two kiddos and him and I just was like, oh, guilt trip. (laughs) And I had to respond with, I won't be there, but, you know, have a great time. So thank you, David, so much. And if we could be there, we would. Yes. So our last email starts off with, thanks for your great interview with Jeffrey Brown. Well, you're welcome. We have Darth Vader and Son and Goodnight Darth Vader, both of which I have read to my one-year-old son, Timothy, many times. We read Goodnight Darth Vader more because it has the narration throughout the book, whereas Darth Vader and Son just has scattered lines here and there. But I love all the pictures and jokes found in Darth Vader and Son. Like Aaron was saying, there are several points where I say, yep, been there. I'm looking forward to you discussing them in more detail on the next episode this episode <laughs> <laughs> may the force be with you matt marks so matt number one high five for emailing me not on vault talk woo number two i'm so glad you listened to book Grims, and i'm so glad that you read good night darth vader
0: Yay! is matt marks like a, a known vault talk listener
1: he's a goal listener yes ah big time goal fan So that's exciting. I love crossover fans. Yeah, I was gonna say carryover listeners, crossover listeners, carryover listener, listener. crossover listeners, something, something listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So for you,
0: we he says here um, he wants to hear us discuss it in more detail in the next episode. Well, here you go, Matt. You're this is the right episode to listen to because we will be discussing uh, the Jeffrey Brown books in more detail in just a couple minutes.
1: Minutes. Seconds. I have nothing in the show notes between that and our discussion. So we're going straight into this. Are we? Yes, but before we do, look, I got something. Um, so we actually have an extra copy of Vader's Little Princess given to us by the publishers over at Chronicle Books to give away to one lucky listener. So this is how you do it. Once you hear this episode, or while you're listening, maybe while you're listening to this right now, get out your smartphone, or your computer, or your whatever that you tweet on, and send out a tweet, and all it needs to be is about why you want Vader's little princess with the hashtag, I am a princess. Yes, guys, I am making you do a hashtag that says, I am a princess, because that proves to me you really want this book. All right, moving on. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I already have this book, so I don't have to tweet that.
1: Well, you can't anyway. You're a part of the show. (laughs) You can't win it.
0: So we have, what do we have here? We have four different books by Jeffrey Brown that I think we're going to talk about a little bit, but we're going to specifically focus more on Darth Vader and Friends, which is the more recent release. Um,
1: Yeah. So we kind of each pulled a couple of little highlights from the first three. Um, Oh, we did? we were supposed to.
0: It's in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you start then.
1: So which book do you want to start with?
0: Um, Why don't we start with Darth Vader and Son, because I think that was the first one, right?
1: Yes, it was the first one. Cool. I can't start.
0: You can't start because you don't have <laughs> this one. I can't
1: start it because I don't have it, but you have my highlights.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, so Darth Vader and Son, kind of the way that these... Well, before we kind of get into the details, though, what is your overall... Like impression of these books? Did you did you enjoy these as an adult?
1: Oh my gosh, yes! Yeah, I love the artwork. I love how cute all the characters look. I mean, they're not Katie Cook cute, but they're cute in their own way, which is totally different. Um, one of the things I actually really like when you open the cover, the kind of like argyle print that's going on on the inside is different for each one. So yeah, with Darth like... Vader and friends, you've got Darth Vader, Leia. What looks like a Han, a Luke, a Chewie? You've got like a lot of an R two, a lot of different characters. It almost um, looks like
0: a like a bedsheet or something.
1: Yeah, Vader's little princess. You've got um, Vader and Leia, and then Good night, Darth Vader. We'll just drop that one. You've got everybody looks like they're asleep. It's like Leia, Luke, and Vader, and they all look they have their eyes closed. I don't know what Darth Vader and Son look like. <laughs>
0: It's just um, Darth Vader and Son.
1: Oh, it's like Vader little... and
0: Luke, like, over and over and over.
1: I just like the way that looks. I just kind think it's Kind of like cool. a
0: brown. I guess all of them are kind of like a brown, right?
1: No. Well, the Darth Vader and Friends is multicolored. Oh, is it? Um, Vader's oh, yeah. little princess is, like, that brown and orange color. And then Goodnight Darth Vader is, like, black and yellow or something. But, um... No, I like all the artwork, and I like the short little snippy jokes, like they crack me up. Yeah, I like,
0: that's what I like about them, is because like each page, though at least the way Darth Vader and Son, and I think uh, Vader's Little Princess and Darth Vader and Friends are kind of all the same format, where like each Mm -hmm. page is like one little, you know, joke or, you know, just dialogue between the characters, or sometimes it's just an image, Um, but Mm -hmm. it's all like each page is kind of its own contained, you know, joke or you know whatever. Um but yeah, I am kind of I'm kind of with you. I love the artwork. Um and most of the jokes I think are, are funny. There's a couple that kind of I don't know if they just go over my head or I just don't find them funny. But
1: ooh, please point those out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but for the most part, every one of them made me laugh. Um so yeah, very good stuff. But uh, So let's,
1: let's um let's start with Darth Vader instead. Okay.
0: Um,
1: I have Seen and flipped through this book and everything at the bookstore. I actually don't have it in my possession at this current moment in time, so you have my first one.
0: Okay, so See. you're first. I'm like looking at it now, trying to flip to the correct page. Here, let me do my first one because I just found okay. it. Okay. So, my first one that I th- um, think is very funny in this book is a picture of Darth Vader and Luke in the toy store, and Luke is pointing at some plush Jar Jar Binks toys, and <laughs> Vader is there trying to do a Jedi mind trick on Luke, saying, "This isn't the toy you're looking for." <laughs> and Luke is still pointing at it, saying, "Yes, it is." So I I thought that was very funny, just because of the you know the Jar Jar Binks and you know how he's kind of one of those characters that um, you know he's not well liked by a lot of people. Although there are plenty of people that do like him, um, which I, I I just find it funny. But, um, and I find it funny because I've been in that situation with my son at the toy store where you're trying to like point him to a specific toy that you want him to have. And then they find a toy that's completely, and you're just like, really? That's what you want? Like, come on. Get something I cooler like than
1: people, that. I feel like people still do that to me today. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you do not need another stuffed animal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, that that was one of the ones that kind of stuck out to me. Let me see what your first one is which is also one that I think is hilarious. But um, this is one that we had looked at earlier and it's basically a picture of Vader drawing a picture of Darth Maul and he's sitting at a table with Luke. And then Luke says to him, "Is that a good guy or a bad guy?" And then Vader says, "Uh, good guy." And then Luke says, "He looks like a bad guy." And Vader says, "Well, he's a good guy." And then Luke says, "Draw more good guys." So I th- I wasn't surprised that that was one of the ones that you liked because it has a specific Sith on there that you <laughs> like a lot. Uh,
1: he looks like a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, that's... I guess the whole premise of this is like, what if, Luke, or what if Vader was actually a good father and had raised Luke? And I guess that's kind of the, the whole premise of this, but he's still Vader. Um,
1: I have a caveat to what you just said. Okay. I don't think Vader's necessarily a bad father. He didn't get to be around his kids growing up, so you can't really call him bad dad. Just saying.
0: True. And he <laughs> thought, well, and yeah, I guess if you are gonna get all into the movies here, um, I think that he didn't even know he had kids, right, for the longest time.
1: He knew he was gonna have them. He just didn't know.
0: But he thought what that...
1: happened to them. He didn't know. He thought they probably he probably thought they died when Padme died.
0: Right. So he it wasn't like he was a bad father. He just didn't realize that he was supposed to be a good father because he didn't know he was a father.
1: Even though Vader means father in German.
0: <laughs> Are you quoting uh, pitch, perfect. pitch Perfect here? <laughs> His
1: name literally means Darth Father.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, uh, such a good movie. Okay. There's so
0: many good jokes in this one. It's really hard to just pick two because I'm flipping through it and like almost every other page is making me laugh here. Okay, well,
1: you need to pick another one.
0: Um, let me see. What's or your... you
1: can do my next one.
0: Maybe we'll just do your second one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Awkward silence. Sorry.
0: Oh, here's a good one. This will be my second one. Uh, Darth Darth Vader is sitting in bed with his son, Luke, and he's reading him a bedtime story. And this is the line that he says, And then Darth Maul leapt up and destroyed (laughs) Qui-Gon. Oh, my gosh. And it has a picture of Luke, and his eyes are just, like, wide open like he's scared. So, yeah, that's a good one. That's not a good one. (laughs) It's funny. And then yours here is uh, a picture of Luke dancing to an Ewok song. (laughs) Invader is sitting there with an alternate record in his hand, and he says, Luke, let's listen to something else for a while, maybe. And then Luke says, Ewoks, are you sure about that? (laughs) No, Ewoks. (laughs) And then the record player is is saying, yub, yub. So, yes.
1: (laughs) Yes, I'm sure. I'm totally sure about that.
0: Which is also something I can relate with because my, my kids love the Wiggles and so, and I'm constantly asking them if they want to watch something else. And they're like, no, the Wiggles. So I guess in the Star Wars universe, maybe the Ewoks are the equivalent of the Wiggles in our universe.
1: Oh, oh Al- no, sir. No, sir, there is nothing that's the equivalent of... I knew um, you weren't going to like that statement. The Wiggles, no.
0: So that's Darth Vader and Son. That's a really good one. that's That's one of my favorites out of these books i think the next one was vader's little princess was that the next yeah. one released
1: um no i think good night darth vader was next
0: well good Ar- night darth vader is a little bit different because it it's almost like written like a bedtime story Mm-hmm. and so it doesn't have like the individual jokes every page it's just more like different images and then they kind of do this like rhymey bedtime story um so a little yeah, harder. but, I,
1: but I, there were pages that I liked about this one. Like, just It's not that they were necessarily funny, but they were pages that I, I thought were clever.
0: So what was one of them?
1: Um, okay, so let's see. The first one is the page that has all of the battle droids on it. And it says, it takes a long time, in fact nothing takes longer, for battle, dro- battle droids to say goodnight to each other. Because they all have to say Roger Roger.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs>
1: Roger 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 Roger
0: we, get, Roger. we get a Jar Jar appearance in this one. Yeah. So we have um, pretty early on in the book. It says when Jar Jar puts on his PJs for bed, he always ends up with a bonk on the head. And it shows Jar Jar basically falling over himself as he's trying to get it, put on his p- pajama pants. So. <laughs>
1: Did you really just pick a Jar Jar page?
0: <laughs> I, to see Jar Jar fall down and hit his head, yeah, that's that's entertaining for me.
1: So the next one I picked from Goodnight Darth Vader has the Acklay, the Reek, and the Nexu from Geonosis. And, and, you know, it's on two pages and it says, in the arena it's always a fight to settle the creatures all down for the night. And then the next page has them all cuddled up on each other like kittens sleeping. And the Nexu looks cute.
0: Yeah. Because
1: he's like one of my favorite Star Wars creatures.
0: I like that one as well. That was, that probably would have been one of the ones I picked. Let me see. I'm going to steal your other one, I bet. Uh,
1: I don't know if you will.
0: So here's one with a picture of Ewoks.
1: Oh, no. You t- Really?
0: <laughs> and it says, <laughs> Too noisy outside for baby Ewoks? It's best when the Empire's been silenced with rocks.
1: I can't believe you did that
0: <laughs> but the picture is funny because you have the like kind of the two ewok parents with their crying baby and then the next page is ewoks throwing rocks at stormtroopers heads in a children's book
1: <laughs> all right i'm gonna take the second to last two pages as my last one mm-hmm. um it's just a picture of the death star up close and then further away and the death Star's kind of like disappearing into the night and it says good night death star
0: so I'm guessing and I just
1: p- think good night dust star. <laughs> Explode.
0: <laughs> so I'm guessing this book is kind of like a, a play on the the children's book Good Night Moon. Yes. Okay.
1: I think so, at least. At I least mean, I don't titles. know. We didn't we didn't ask Jeffrey Brown about that, I don't think.
0: I don't think we did. We get an Ahsoka Darn. appearance in this one, which is kind of cool, too.
1: Yeah, I was going to pick her page, but it's not that cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I wanted
1: it it to be cooler than it
0: was. It was kind of cool to see, like, um, you know, a Clone Wars character included in here, not just movie characters. Yeah. Which I think he sprinkles some of that stuff in the other books, too. I
1: think so. So the third one is Vader's Little Princess. So let's see here. My first one. My first one is a page, uh, and it's like Vader and Leia in the forest kind of looks like indoor and she says dad don't move look and he has butterfly on his head
0: (laughs) (laughs) you probably like the cover too right
1: yeah they're having a a tea party with a little stuffed
0: ewok (laughs) yeah (laughs) i can just imagine you doing that like as a a little having a tea party with an ewok having a little tea party with like a, a stuffed ewok
1: well, that would have been impossible since I didn't have a stuffed Ewok until about a year ago.
0: Well, if you had the option.
1: I don't know. I didn't really have tea parties. I did run my own McDonald's though out of closet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you could have a <laughs> So you could have a stuffed Ewok while you're serving him a Big Mac. There we go. Imaginary Big Mac. Let's um, do that. I actually did have a stuffed Ewok when I was a child.
1: Did you get rid of
0: it? I th- yeah, at some point I have lost it. I don't know what happened to it, but I did have one. Mm-hmm. Um. so let's see I like this one here where <laughs> it's just a funny play on a line from the movie and it says it's Darth Vader standing there and he says you were right about me tell your sister you were right and then Luke's like uh, Leia's standing right there dad <laughs> 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 it's kind of one of those you kind of have to see to get the joke but um, I, th- I thought it was pretty funny
1: okay so on this page I've got it's on two pages there's two different scenes so the first one it's leia like how she looks when she's on indoor and she's got her hair braided and stuff like but long not braided on the top of her head so after she lives in bright tree village for a little bit and they're in bright tree village and she says i don't care what you think these are my friends (laughs) she's got all the ewoks standing behind her and then the page next to that says she has a phone like a cell phone. She's standing there and she says, "I think it's telemarketers calling." And Vader says, "Leave them to me. I will deal with them myself."
0: <laughs> <laughs> this one is like this is another one. It's just full of really good jokes, so it's kind of hard to pick here, but um the the one where you have Han and Leia kissing and Vader is standing there and it just says no because <laughs> he caught them kissing. So which I guess any dad could probably relate with that as well.
1: <laughs> um all right, where is my last one? It's the it's this page where they're having an argument and Leah says, I hate you. And Vader says, Yes, use your hate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, I like how in this book, it's kind of, you get to see Leia at all different ages. So you have, you know, teenager Leia, little kid Leia, adult, almost adult Leia. So you get to see the different parenting, you know, struggles throughout all the years of of a child. So.
1: Well, yeah, like the the second to last page, she's like getting ready to go off to college. And it says, are you sure you want to go to Coruscant University? There's lots of other good schools. The Imperial Academy is very affordable. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So there's a lot of jokes like that. You have the one where she's wearing the slave Leia outfit and he's like, You're not going out like that <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. But yeah. Very good book. But we are gonna look at
1: Darth Vader and Friends. Darth Vader and
0: Friends. And we're we'll do a little bit deeper of a look into this one because it's the most recent one by Jeffrey Brown. Um So yeah, let's just kinda do a quick flip through review of this one here.
1: Sounds good. So the first um, title page, he always has the title page that's kind of similar to like the movies. Um, so a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, episode BFF, Darth Vader and friends. While ruling the Galactic Empire, Lord Darth Vader aims to crush the Rebel Alliance with a little help from his friends, Beatles reference. His twin children, Luke and Leia, have other plans and powerful friends of their
0: own. <laughs> episode BFF. I, I like the that. I like the image. If you flip back a couple pages, you have... Uh, the very first image of the kids holding the balloons.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and it, It's kind of a running theme through a few of these books that Vader doesn't necessarily like Han that much, probably because mm-hmm. Han likes his daughter. And so he's kind of floating Han away with the Force with his balloon, which I thought was funny. Um.
1: <laughs> so as we go through this, um, they are using the carbon freezing chamber to make ice cream.
0: Yep. I like the uh, the, slug. <laughs> the, the slug. slug, the space slug. The the
1: baby space slug.
0: As an actual slug, and they're poking it with a stick because I think all kids did that growing up. Uh, um,
1: let's see. Okay, so then you have this page with all a bunch of clones on it, and it says, good work out there, Cody. I don't think Cody is here. I'm not Cody, I'm fives. Yeah, he's Cody over there. No, I'm slick. I thought you were ghost. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, another example of them using... Um, Clone Wars characters, when you get mentions there fives, which is cool, but yeah, that's probably a, a common problem there, I guess, with uh, clones.
1: Unless they have their armor on and they have different stuff painted on their armor. Um, I like this page with Grievous where he says, do you really all have to wear the same coat as me to his Magna Guards? <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Let's uh, see. Sandbox. Sandbox?
0: Yeah, a couple pages ahead. Okay. Uh, Han and Chewie and Luke in the sandbox. Do you think your sister likes me? She says you're imagining things. But the thing that I like the most about this is how adorable Chewbacca is. He's so cute. <laughs> I think that's the one character he gets the best out of all of these, in all these books here. Uh, Chewbacca always looks the coolest.
1: Although they are playing with um, little toys of a falcon, a sandcrawler, and a land speeder.
0: Yeah, that's a nice little detail. And he kind of looks like Kitwar.
1: Kind of. Little,
0: little Kitwar looking there. A little
1: Kitwar. All right, let's see. Um, if you go forward a page, um, there's uh, it's got Leia, and she's got a friend with her. And she says, your helmet? Oh, I know where it is. <laughs> and <laughs> it's got... Drawn hearts and flowers and stuff on it.
0: <laughs> on Darth Vader's helmet.
1: Nice. Yeah. Ooh, Death Star pinata. So Luke smashes the Death Star open, <laughs> and candy's flying everywhere.
0: <laughs> That's fitting. I like this X. one here. If you flip a few pages forward, you get the one where Jabba is on it. Mhm. And he's with um, the uh, oh, what's that character's name?
1: Salacious Crumb.
0: Salacious Crumb, yeah. And they, he just says, bata mi kuyuna unu sante jay uba chiska, which translates to, Nobody understands me like you do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, the so the page right next to that, it's Luke, um, C-3PO, and R2, and... <laughs> He says these aren't the and stormtrooper. says these aren't the droid you're looking for. And then the stormtrooper says these aren't the droids you're looking for. Oh, and Luke's got his hand up. Okay, um, and then Luke says move along. And the stormtrooper says move along. And then Luke says stop repeating everything I say. And The stormtrooper says stop repeating everything I
0: say
1: because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't realize that he's forced something him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh. I like the uh, Han on the bantha at the petting zoo. I think that actually happened in one of the Star Wars, uh, the uh, Fate of the Jedi novels.
1: Um. Okay, so if you flip forward quite a few pages, there's um, Luke and Leia on Hoth, and they, they're drawing on the battle plan screen, and it says, who drew up this battle plan? It doesn't make any sense, and it's just a bunch of red and blue squiggles.
0: Yep. Get Chewbacca playing in the snow.
1: Yep, very cute. Uh,
0: let's see. Oh, I like this one here. You get the, you know, you always hear the story of how Lando actually used to own the Millennium Falcon and he lost it, you know, in a bet to Han Solo. Well, here we learn the story that it was actually over a game of marbles. Um, <laughs> that we we get to see little little Lando, little Han. Actually, we even have a little Lobot there, um, <laughs> which is kind of cute. But um, yeah, so that's kind of funny.
1: I like this Halloween page where they say oh, yeah. trick or treat, and it's all like Jackson the rabbit makes an appearance in his, on this page. Yeah, we and do. Leia's in her bush disguise. Luke is wearing his like um, Return of the Jedi cloak, and Lando's wearing his um, um, the outfit he wears in Jabba's palace.
0: Yeah, I love. Oh, the... and
1: Chewbacca's dressed as Bosk.
0: Yeah, I love the the jackson cameo but then chewbacca as bosk is kind of interesting because you know bosk or his entire species is kind of known for hunting wookies and so (laughs) it's kind of a little ironic that he's wearing a bosk costume as his halloween costume
1: (laughs) and there's this go ahead
0: (laughs) i this is the first i'm noticing this one but lando hanging out with nia noom uh-huh. And Lobot standing off to the side, like sad that he he's friend. <laughs> Sorry, um, <laughs> he's sad that his friend is hanging out with somebody else. We've all been there. We've all
1: been there. <laughs> um, I like this one where they're on indoor and Leia's saying, "Come on, my friends have the coolest treehouse." And Han's like, "Um, okay," because yeah. they're pointing spears and stuff at him, the Ewoks.
0: <laughs> But the Ewoks really do have the coolest tree houses. Uh, (laughs) Admiral Ozzel is as clumsy as he is stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then they actually have him slipping on a mouse droid. That's funny. Which I think is funny. More Ewoks.
1: Yeah, I don't really understand. Oh, they're all injured now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand that
0: page. I like the Um, the movie theater page where you have uh, Han and Leia watching a movie there. I guess like a lot of the, you know, we got 3PO and R2 and Lando and Chewbacca and Luke. They're all watching a movie. And then you have the bounty hunters kind of in the back row. And Boba Fett is pestering Han by throwing popcorn at the back of his head. (laughs) It's good.
1: Yeah, and before that, there's a page where they're all like sitting at desks like they're at school. And Vader says, "Calculate every possible destination along their last known trajectory," and Han says, "I hate math problems."
0: <laughs> yeah, that's one of the good things about these is how he he takes lines from the movies, like really well known lines, and then he puts a little you know comedic spin on it. But Han pointed at Chewie. You wouldn't really kiss her, would you? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, um, there's a page with old Obi-Wan and Vader, and it says, remember when we were, like, best friends? Isn't that weird?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and they're, like, about to fight their lightsabers out. Yeah, that's good.
1: Um... Then there's this page with Luke, and he's in his Return of the Jedi clothes, and he says he's on Dagobah talking to Master Yoda, and he says, sorry, Master Yoda, I would have been back to visit sooner, but, you know, got super busy rescuing friends, hand got cut off, and then he's thinking... And you live in a slimy mud hole. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. We're kind of at the end here, but I like the I like the final image of the kind of the the four heroes of the movies: Luke Han, Leia, and Chewbacca, sitting on a, a ledge looking out over the twin suns. Um, I've got a good feeling about this. It says so. It's kind of a cool little image there to end the book.
1: Yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was really cute.
0: Yeah, it I really like good... all of these. They're they're so good. And he does the Jedi Academy books as well, that are more. Uh, those are more stories, but there's a lot of art in them as well. Um, I haven't had a chance to read them, but I have kind of just flipped through them a little bit, and those look really good. So I want to pick those up too.
1: So I guess now we are moving on to talk about Ultimate Star Wars, and the reason we're talking about this is because. Um, well one it's the new encyclopedia for the new canon it's also just a really cool book and our friends um trisha barr adam bray dan wallace and we've never had Ryder windham on the show we've never been lucky enough but someday we will um so we know three of the four authors on this book and um I don't know. I mean, I just think it's really cool. And we were both lucky enough to get a copy from DK Publishing. Thank you guys very much um, at Celebration. So we have it here. And we kind of wanted to do sort of the same kind of deal, flip through review, not of every page. Um, we kind of hit some highlights of things that we like about this book. Um, so, Erin, let's just start with kind of the overall feel of the book and like the things that you kind of like my first thing is the intro and the foreword. so the foreword is by anthony daniels and i actually really like what he had to say and the way he worded it and then the intro is by writer windham and i like how he explained what this book is um he used like his opening in the intro he says if you're familiar with rick O'Lee, the sando aqua monster slave one Very Kino, IG-88, Lobot, and Ewoks, you must be a fan of Star Wars. But if you recognize any of those names, that's remarkable because none of them are mentioned in the Star Wars movies themselves. So you must have gained that knowledge elsewhere, possibly from toy packages, comics, books, or pure osmosis. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's cool because we, I never really, I've just always known the term Ewoks. I don't really know where I learned it from, you know. Now right. I think about it. I thought I learned it from the movie, but I guess not.
0: <laughs> they never actually say it in the movie, do they yeah, that's a it's a really good introduction and then um we have the the forward by Anthony Daniels, um, which was interesting to kind of get his take on some of the stuff and he's kind of talking about how he doesn't know as much about the universe as people might think he would know um, just because he's so involved with the movies. And so he said, you know, a resource like this is good for someone like him who, you know, might not know all the details of the universe and something that he can kind of flip through. And um, I think that's what's so good about the way that they designed this book is it is really easy to just pretty much flip to any page and just, you know, learn information about the different characters and vehicles and things like that. But the, the way they have it laid out is just so easy to take in.
1: Yeah, the only thing is, like, you know, they talk, writer them talks about it in the intro, but, you know, if you're looking for something specific, you know, or, like, if you were trying to find out the name of a creature or something, how would you know what to look for in an encyclopedia? Because you don't know the name of it, you know? Um, and that makes sense. And they have an index in the back so that you can find things that you're looking for. Um So for an example, like, one of the things I was going to mention later on when we talk about locations and stuff, I didn't see, I might have just missed it, where they talked about Felucia, but I just went to the index to look it up, and it looks like it is on several pages, so I just overlooked it. Um, So, you know, I mean, it definitely is not in the actual locations part where they talk about it specifically, but they do talk about it um, on some of the pages with the characters and stuff, so you know if it's not necessarily mentioned in and of itself by itself there's probably a mention of it somewhere in this book um something else that i really liked about this book is they have these timelines that they've sort of created um And sorry, I was looking to see if the other thing I didn't think was in here. But it is actually in here. Um, But they have these timelines that they created. And then the way they sectioned off the book where you have characters and creatures, locations, technology, and vehicles. It makes it really easy to find what you're looking for.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a different kind of layout than what we've seen before in like kind of a Star Wars encyclopedia. Um, I think the one that came out a long time ago was just in alphabetical order. I have that. And I know different characters, like they had a uh, Star Wars, the Clone Wars character in psych- Encyclopedia that was the same way as Alphabetical Order. Um, this one really, it's it's a lot different in that even on the individual sections, it's not alphabetized. So if you are looking for a specific character, maybe it is a little tougher to find them, but to have that index in the back is like extremely valuable. So maybe you do know the name of a character and you want to see, you know, what this book has to say about them, you know. Like, for example, Luke Skywalker, it's not like you could kind of flip through the L section of this book, because it's not the way that it's laid out, but you do have that index to help you out to find the characters. Um, yep. But the, yeah,
1: the... but you know, the other thing, though, and I guess once we get into talking about the characters, I'll bring this up. So, um, do you want to just go ahead and jump into the characters, or do you have something else as no, far as, yeah, as the can... design?
0: I mean, the design really is just, it's very much set up like a coffee book table or a coffee table book a coffee book table (laughs) a coffee table book like where um you know it's everything is really sectioned out in you know into these digestible chunks you know so you can pick up like i was saying before you could flip to any page and if anything catches your eye it's not like you have to read paragraphs and paragraphs about rick O'Lee, you know like there's just a quick little explanation as to who he is doesn't get into a lot of detail um for some of the more main characters it does get into more detail but for the most part it's just little snippets of information about about these things so it makes it really easy to to take in and that's that's what i love about the layout
1: so as we go into this, the first section you get to is the characters. And the characters' timeline is pretty cool because they start you in the crisis on the Republic and they go through with sort of all the big events and big things that happen with these pictures inside these circles. And it's pretty cool because they just mesh Clone Wars and Rebels right into everything else, almost like it's just one consistent storyline, which is how it's supposed to be now. And I really like that. Um The first character we come to is Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I'm using this as an example. Um, This isn't necessarily one of my favorite pages, but they do this cool thing where you have the title for the main character that you're showcasing, a brief summary. Um, So for Obi-Wan, it says, A Jedi and veteran of the Clone Wars, Obi-Wan Kenobi's achievements include surviving duels with three Sith Lords and training two generations of Skywalkers before he became one with the Force. So they give you just a real brief intro. And then there's a quote from that character. And, of course, with Obi-Wan, it's the Force will be with you always. But the next part is something that I really like. And I actually did this in my book that I used for autographs. Um, It has their appearances, so where they showed up, their species, their homeworld, and their affiliation. And that is all stuff that I love for some reason. I just love that they actually did that because I decided to do that on my own for each of the characters that I used in my autograph books so like i have darth maul so for darth maul it has all of that information and i specifically remember giving that book to ray park and him going wow look at all this stuff i didn't even know all this stuff about my character as he read about it you know so it's kind of neat that they did that same idea in ultimate star wars
0: yeah i just noticed that his home world is stew john yes and i (laughs) i knew that george lucas had said that as a joke i did not realize that that was canon it is That's funny. Um, But yeah, so for the bigger characters like Obi-Wan Kenobi, you get this kind of full spread, uh, like you were explaining. Um, There's a timeline on the right side, which is really awesome. It kind of shows you the entire timeline with pictures uh, of that character. Uh, But you don't get that for every character. Um, It's more they they kind of save that for the bigger named characters from the movies.
1: Right. Um, So as you go through... As you go through this, um, so here's the thing I have a question about. So we get Obi-Wan, and we get Qui-Gon, and we get Palpatine, and his first name is in there.
0: Sheev, yeah. (laughs) Um, We
1: get Padme, um, kind of highlighting her um, first, one of the first costumes we see her in. And then we get these key events. Now, these key events are cool because they help move the story along with the characters. But there is something that confuses me, and it comes after this. So the first key event we have, is the departure from Tatooine where Anakin is leaving his mom, and it talks all about that, and you know the impact that it has on the story. And then we go on to this next page where it's just a bunch of smaller characters like Co. Bibble or Captain Panaka or Jar Jar. And this one makes sense, but if you keep flipping through, it starts to not go in this timeline anymore, and it sort of doesn't make sense anymore. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I did notice that. That it seemed like for certain sections it seems like they're really trying to keep you know characters from a certain movie all together but then yeah as you get a little bit further into the book you know you'll be reading a section that has you know characters from the clone wars and then all of a sudden like another character that's doesn't seem like they're really that related is kind of sprinkled in there so
1: well like for instance the next key event is a vote of no confidence um when Padme Amidala you know, has a vote of no confidence for Chancellor Valorum. And then on the very next page where it's talking about Sebulba and Shmi Skywalker and stuff, Quinlan boss is there. <laughs> I just think it's a little bit odd because I don't think he falls. And I think um, right there.
0: Yeah, that is interesting. Uh, the only connection I would see there is, you know, his first appearance would be on Tatooine, which is where the Ronto and Sebulba are as well. And he's actually seen in a scene with Sebulba. So maybe that's Yeah, but,
1: is he, but he's not seen in the actual movie.
0: In The Phantom Menace, he is in the background. Really? Um, yeah, see, look in his, if you look under appearances for him, see, it says Episode 1 and oh. Clone Wars.
1: Okay, maybe that's why. That's just bizarre to me. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean it they... was
0: the way that that worked out was it was just a background character that they thought looked cool. And he ended up becoming a much bigger character in the comics. So at the time of episode one, he wasn't known as Quinlan Voss, He was just a background character.
1: Okay. So, well, I mean, as we keep going, you know, our thing is there obviously, cause she's in episode one, you know, and then we get the key event of the battle of Geonosis and we get Yoda and Windu and all that stuff. Um, and then there is this part where we get Plo Koon, which we, of course, we see him in um, episode one and two. But there's this picture of Plo Koon when he first meets Ahsoka and she's a little baby to Gruda.
0: <laughs>
1: Little baby Ahsoka. And I just think it's cute.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's undoubtedly a cute picture. Definitely.
1: So, as we keep going, you know, all of this stuff is kind of going in the right timelines and stuff. We see Luminara and we see Barriss, which is interesting to me. Um, But I guess she's Luminara's Padawan at this point. But here we go. On page 62. I don't understand why this is here. (laughs) Okay, we just finished the Battle of Geonosis. I don't get this. They put the key event of Ahsoka walking away from the Jedi Order before they've ever given her a page introducing her character really confused <laughs> so
0: where is her character first introduced do you know
1: in the her character page yeah her character page is not until page 88 and the ahsoka walking away key event is on page 62. huh
0: yeah it is an I... interesting choice um maybe the key events are in a in a timeline order but not necessarily the things that come between them in the pages
1: See, but they're just a, like that's the thing I'm I'm curious about with this is it makes it kind of hard to find certain characters because now Ahsoka's way after this event happens, you know, and then if you go to the next page where it just has a lot of smaller characters, we see Bail Organa, we see Jango Fett, we see Zam Wesell, T, Jacosta, New, like everything from the Clone Wars movie, you know. And then we see Ala Secura. It just starts to go in a really funky order um, (laughs) that I don't really understand much
0: at all. And it can be tough, too, because a lot of these characters, like, they just span, you know, the entire timeline. Like somebody for, like, Obi-Wan, for example, or even Boba Fett. You know, when you get to his page, he's kind of in this, you know, he's kind of mixed up here in the Clone Wars era, but when you look at his page, most of the images are actually from their original trilogy. Um, because that's where we know him best from. So, yeah, it's it does have to kind of jump all over the timeline uh, for certain characters. But, yeah, I can I can definitely see your confusion on some of the choices on where they're placing stuff.
1: Well, on like page 50 and 51 is where we see the Battle of Geonosis. We don't get an introduction to the Reek um, and the Nexu and the Acklay until page 78. So... I don't have any clue what's happening. Are they in
0: the characters section?
1: Yes, they're in the characters and creatures section okay. on page 78. Yeah. yeah. I just don't, I guess I just don't understand their logic and how they kind of ordered all of this stuff. But um, something that I wanted to take note of is actually on page 38 and
0: 39. You were jumping where, all over the place.
1: Well, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> on page 38 and 39, we have Anakin Skywalker. And the thing I love about this is that they have Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader together as one person. Rather than splitting it up and Anakin Skywalker having a page and Vader having a page. Because he is the same person. So, I love that. And I love, you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, they're different people. No, they're not. They're the same person. They're the exact same person.
0: <laughs> and it comes so, full circle because the final image they have on his timeline is Hayden Christensen as a Force ghost. hmm So...
1: So I love how they just pulled it all together for him like that, and then Kitster makes an appearance on page forty six.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Kitster, forty six. Huh? Forty six. Um, so as far as creatures go, I was looking for a specific creature as I flipped through this book, and I found one. I found it. I found it. I found it. On page one hundred six, we have the. Is it one hundred six? Gotta be one hundred six. It's not one hundred six. It's one hundred nine. Just kidding. The Viractyl, my favorite Star Wars creature, has a character description. <laughs> yes.
0: Oh, they actually have. Oh, that's interesting. Because the one thing I noticed about this book is it does. It is very much new canon. So it's very. It's focusing on, you know, the films, Clone Wars, and Rebels almost exclusively. And even though some of the novels, you know, that are canon. And comics that are canon have, you know, been released in time to have been put into this book. They really don't add a lot of that stuff in here, uh, which I thought was an interesting decision. But there are occasional additions. So on the same page that the Varactyl is on, we do get a couple characters that show up in the um, Darth Maul Son of Dathomir comics. Comics,
1: yep. Gar Saxon and Cast.
0: Yeah, so they're, you know, I think because maybe the, that comic specifically was based on Clone Wars, scripts maybe that's kind of why it found its way into here but well that
1: comic is canon it's officially canon
0: right but so are all the other new comics that are coming out that's and that's kind of what I was what I was kind of getting at was that although you do see this small nod to the comics you don't anywhere else in the book you really don't see them mention events from the comics or I, you know
1: i think that primarily has to do with publishing um, and they had to get this written, and the Darth Maul son of Dathomir comics came out in enough time for them to use it in Ultimate Star Wars. Okay,
0: yeah, that's probably true. It Maybe it wasn't a decision more than just timing.
1: Yeah. Um, but yes, the varactyl gets her own description. Um, so when we get to the part with Kanan and Hera, it's on page 114 and 115. There's a little... There's a picture of Hera and Kanan at the bottom of Hera's page. And there's a little thing in the picture. And it says, attraction? Question mark? There is a special bond between Kanan and Hera, though it's not always visible on the surface. I was like, whoa.
0: So I like how they, they say attraction. And you're like, oh, they're going to clear this up for us. And then you read it like, nope, they didn't clear it up. <laughs> we still don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... Do you find it jarring at all i mean maybe for us it's easier because we're so familiar with all the different types of star wars but like for somebody that maybe hasn't really seen star wars that much or does, isn't that familiar with it and they pick this book up do you think it would be a little jarring where you're flipping through it and you have like all these images of characters from the movies and then you flip and then all of a sudden it's like animated characters and you're like wait this is all no the same. not at
1: all I, because i think they're finally blending that timeline together and they're making it very clear that all of this stuff is one and in, in and of itself. Like it's all one world of things. And I actually told Greg, who's not as big of a Star Wars fan, that this would be perfect for him. Because yeah. he'd be able to see how everything ties into each other and how it's all connected. Um, because it makes it very clear here right. in this book. Um on page 148 they do this cool thing at the end of each section where they give you some behind the scenes pictures but there's this quote I'd never heard of before and it's from Harrison Ford in 1977 and he says Star Wars is finally about people and not and and not finally about science I think that's what makes it so accessible and it's very true Star Wars is a fantasy story about people and characters and not a science fiction story and I think that's why I love it so much Right. So, yay, Harrison Ford. <laughs> so, one of the things I was looking for, because I didn't see it when they were talking on Lothal, was about Lothcats. I looked it up in the index, and it is there. It's just they're very small. But just further ju- like justification for me that Lothcats is a thing.
0: Yes, it, it always has been a thing, Teresa. <laughs> 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 no one's disputing that Lothcats are canon.
1: So, as we go into locations, one of the things I like about the locations is that the images that they use for the locations are just gorgeous.
0: Hey, like, before we slip into locations, can I point out one more thing in the character section? Sure. There are actually three characters in here that are not, like when it says appearances, it says other. It doesn't Ooh. actually say they're from anything. So, that's on page 137. Okay. Now, I Googled their names and figured out where they're from, but I thought I just thought it was an interesting addition. If you look at page 137, you see the three characters there at the bottom.
1: Oh, Saponza, Jenica Pierce, and Commander Koch. Yes. Where are they from?
0: They're from the mobile game Star Wars Commander, I think it's called.
1: Ah. So,
0: apparently, because I know there is always a question to, as to what, like, you know, some of the video games like that, like a mobile video game like that, you know, is that canon or are the characters in it canon? So I guess at least these three characters are now officially canon because uh, they've made it into the book. But I just thought it was interesting that for appearances, they just put other as opposed to actually identifying them from the game.
1: Mm, so. That's cool. So um, as we get into locations, the images that they're using are just really gorgeous, like for Naboo. Um, the artwork and the pictures that they use it just makes me want to go there. for a lot of these planets very very cool Um, again and they do the same thing where you get a description of the planet a quote about the planet um, like Supreme Chancellor Palpatine his quote is on Naboo and it says the pride I feel for this planet cannot be put into words Um, and then you get things like the appearances of the planet the region it's from the sector the sector the system and then what it's primary terrains are so I think that's very cool um you also get key events here, the same as you do in the character section. Um, you get smaller locations than, you know, so not just planets, but like small locations of things. One of those would be, um, the Outlander gambling club where Anakin and Obi-Wan go to find Zam Wessel. So you get like the name of it and things like that. Um, kind of cool small stuff Dex's diner is in there um Chancellor Palpatine's office (laughs) and then there's this thing on and again just say you just for the record again the timeline and like the skipping around they talk about Tatooine and there's no Mos Eisley Cantina you have to go a few pages before you get to that again I just think it's really weird I don't understand it
0: (laughs) what page are you on I'm trying to keep up with you
1: oh I'm not going page by page I I did research I um, did too.
0: I I haven't read the whole book yet. I want to, I. I would love to go back and actually read the entire thing. Like every word that would take a while, but I have li- looked at every single page, um, which, which was, uh, fun to do because it's, like you said, it's all very visually stunning and just the way that they designed it. I don't know who is responsible for the layout of this book, but I give them two thumbs up cause they did an awesome job.
1: So on page 223, it's talking about indoor. No surprise, but I would like this. But it's not what you think. Do you think you can pick out what I'm going to talk about on page 223?
0: I thought you were going to talk about the Yuzums.
1: I am going to talk about uh, the Yuzums. I can read your mind still. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think it's cool that they actually talk about the Yuzums and that they're a resident and creature that is from the indoor, um, because we see Yuzums in other places. But I just thought it was neat
0: yeah i think it's kind of cool because little details like that like that were established in the old eu um you know like the fact that yuzms were from the same planet as the ewoks and it's kind of cool that they're even though they've kind of wiped the slate clean and they can retell the stuff if they want to it's nice to see that they're keeping some of those details uh, that we know
1: so is there anything from locations for you
0: Um, nothing specific really that stands out, just, just like looking at them all.
1: So then the next section is technology, um, and I thought this was neat. It's neat for me because I don't really pay attention to the technology part of Star Wars a lot, so I was like, ooh, an image caster, that's what that's called, where Qui-Gon shows the ship on his little holography thing, um... But the one thing I wanted to point out on 234 is they actually show what a T14 hyperdrive looks like.
0: Yeah. I didn't
1: know what it looked like.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I ever cared. Yeah. That (laughs) stuck out to me too. I looked at it. I was like, oh, okay. Now I know.
1: (laughs) And there's a lot of stuff in here that you're like, oh, okay. That's cool. I didn't know about that or I hadn't thought about that before. And the technology section for me, this is really going to appeal to the people that this is their bread and butter. But for me, I was just like, this is all just really cool. Um, (laughs) On page 246, the holocron page, that really appealed to me. Because I just think holocrons are cool. So it was cool to read about the holocrons and different kinds of holocrons that there are. um, The different shapes that they take and things like that.
0: Yeah. And we get um, on the opposite page of where the holocrons are, we get to see uh, Maul with the darksaber which is kind of cool to see that the kyber crystal is over there the Zygerian electro whip you know some of these weop- some of these different weapons that were originated in the clone wars it's kind of cool to see them uh, get descriptions in here night sister energy bow um, yeah so pretty much all the different weapons you know are are found here. Even individual characters' lightsabers, you know, they have a section for Sidious's lightsaber, Kanan's lightsaber, Ezra's lightsaber. Like pretty much every character that has a lightsaber gets a little section on it. Um did you well, notice- not everybody. <laughs> well not every yeah. <laughs> Maybe not everybody. That'd be a whole different book. Um did you notice on page two forty nine an image of Luke Skywalker holding a gun?
1: Mm hmm.
0: I was trying to place that. Like when That's does in
1: Jabba's palace.
0: He pulls a gun on Jabba?
1: Uh-huh.
0: Okay. I just don't remember ever seeing that scene. and I was just like, oh, that's interesting. You don't usually see Luke like like that. But, okay.
1: So then the next and last section is the vehicle section. And it's set up the exact same way um, with the timeline in the front. And then you get, like, the major ships. The only thing is here, you don't really get... Pages devoted to one specific ship, except for things like the Slave One and the Falcon, um, you know. And you get a couple of key events in here as well. But most of the pages in here have um, a lot of different ships and stuff on them. But then we get to my favorite page, which is page two ninety two and two ninety three, and it's all about the Ghost and the Phantom. The Ghost is my favorite ship, so uh, I love this page. Yeah. Makes me very happy.
0: Very cool page. The Ghost is definitely, um, it's up there for me too. It's, I don't know if it's my favorite ship, but it's definitely up there.
1: And then I thought you would like this, um, and it really stuck out to me that they talk about like the B-Wing, the Y-Wing, the A-Wing, and all that stuff, but when they talk about the X-Wing, they just call it Red 5. Yeah. They don't ever just say X-Wing um but they specifically talk about um luke's ship the red five
0: yeah which i looked at neat. yeah i was like is there are they saying that his ship is called red five or is that just his de- designation it seems like it's just his designation but yeah that did stick out to me i did notice that cool anything else uh that stuck out to you in this book or anything you want to talk about
1: Nope, just that, you know, overall I think it's going to be a really good handy book that I'll be going to whenever I need to look something up. Um, and the index is very, very helpful.
0: Yes, I'm very, very glad they had an index on here. And it's very detailed in the index too. So even if a character is only mentioned briefly on a page, they're going to include it here. So, like, for example, I was trying to find out, you know, what areas of this book Colin Voss was mentioned in. And so he has his own little section, but then there's a couple other spots too. That he's mentioned, so even if he's only just briefly mentioned, you know, in a description of like an event or something, they'll they'll point you to that page. So it's a very extensive index. But um, yeah. Yep.
1: So I think anybody and everybody really should go pick up Ultimate Star Wars. It's definitely worth it, and it'll be a really cool talking piece to have in your house.
0: Yeah, I love this book. Um, it's a lot different than the kind of the essential guides and things like that that we've gotten before. Um, it's it's a lot more uh, it's not as comprehensive, I guess you could say, as some of those old essential guides were, but it's a fun book to just kind of browse through and I think that's the value of a book like this. It gives you you know pretty much every major character, even most minor characters that are across all of Star Wars Canon in one book with you know vehicles and locations and all that stuff you know in there as well, everything that you need to know in a very visually stunning book. So this is a very high recommend. Uh, I love this book.
1: Alrighty. Well, on our next episode, we are planning. I say planning because you never know what's going to happen. Planning to review Heir to the Jedi. So I know, Aaron, you're a good ways through that. I am about to start that. I am toting it around with me everywhere so that I can read it in downtime. But, um, yep, that's what's coming up next. And hopefully maybe some Sabine sketchbook, Ezra's journal, somewhere around there.
0: We're going to slip those in too? Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Um yeah so as usual you can find us on twitter at star wars bookworms you can send us an email like the uh, five people that sent us emails that we read on the show today star wars bookworms at gmail.com if you do send us an email there's a pretty good chance that we will read it on the show and respond to you Um, you can like us on facebook and that's where we kind of put our latest updates on the different books and comics that are coming out um, or just any news that's going on or if you just want to go over there and just interact with us uh, we check that page pretty regularly
1: Yep. And if you will, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five star review on iTunes or your favorite pod catcher, whatever you listen to us on. Um, leave us a review. It really helps um, people to find us and stuff like that so that we can keep growing our community. So I am on Twitter. I am at Ice Cold Penguin and on Instagram. And you can find Aaron. He is at AB So until next time, don't steal it from me this time. Keep on reading